Hey everyone, this is Larry from WSTrades.com. This podcast is about trading stocks and stock options. Any information in these podcasts should not be construed as advice. It's for educational and entertainment purposes only. We are not financial advisors. Hey everyone, this is Larry and James from WSTrades.com doing our weekly update podcast. How's it going, James? It's going pretty good, man. How about you? Doing all right. So, you want to start this thing off and uh, go over any trades you had opening or closing last week? Yeah, so I had a, quite a few uh, opening and a few closing. Um, sold a bunch of weeklies. Let me see here. Uh, so, I sold spreads on Novavax. Uh, TTD, which is the trade desk, um, ALGN, uh, finally got in on Tesla, which ended up being a great play because they dumped pretty hard. Um, Moderna, AFRM, I uh, sold a spread on them as well. Been playing them like for the last month or month and a half, like every week, and I always go max profit on them. So I've been making out pretty good on them. Um, also sold a spread on AMD, um, some spreads on PayPal, and uh, what else here? STX, which is Seagate. I've been playing them a little bit lately, and that one worked out pretty good for me this week as well. Um, Dash was another spread I sold, and uh, Etsy was another spread I sold, one that ended up burning me pretty bad and eating up a bunch of my credit. But um, yeah, sold a lot of spreads this week and uh, ended up having, let's see, one, two, three, looks like four buybacks. Um, so things didn't go that great for me this week. I had to buy some of those spreads back. And uh, I don't think, I think the only ones that went max loss on me were uh, the trade desk and PayPal. So I sold a spread on PayPal because you alerted me to, a big move down after earnings, I think it was, or was it before earnings? I can't remember, but they had a massive dump. And I was like, oh, I'm going to have to sell a put spread on this because this is like such an insane move down. And I ended up selling a spread. Um, yeah, let me take a look here, actually. Let me pull up the daily. So, yeah, sorry. They were making the big, big move down even before earnings. And I think I sold the spread before earnings, I want to say. Um Cause I was just like, that's so much of a beat down. Like, you know, how can they go lower? And then they went lower. <laughs> so I think my original spread, the short put was like 220 and they blew way through that. I want to say they even dipped below maybe 200 for a second and then kind of rallied up. So I got into the uh, original spread there. It got blown up. And after they made another big move down, I was like, I'm going to have to sell another put spread. Cause this has got it. You know, they got me first time but how is this thing going to move even lower now and uh that's what i did i ended up selling another spread on them and that second one went max profit because they kind of stabilized um and then yeah the trade desk just kept ripping um i think it was ripping early in the week and i sold the call spread and then they just kept ripping kept ripping until the end of the week um and then etsy i think was also on the call side they got me and then uh, DoorDash as well. So 
after it was all said and done on the weeklies, I think I had a one, I think it was like a 1.2% loss. Um, so not a great week, but in the overall scheme, it's been pretty good because I want to say in the last month, month and a half on my week, since I've been starting the weeklies again, um, I think one week I had like an 8% gain and then another week, I think I had a 7% gain. And then there was another week, I think I had like one or 2% gains. So, um, uh, yeah, I gave a little bit back this week, but, uh, you know, overall the weeklies are still treating me pretty well. And then, uh, I did get on a couple December, uh, monthly positions. I'm finishing building out my December positions. Um, I sold a put on XLF, um, is so bad. I don't even know what this is. What is XLF? Lex, oh, financial ETF. So I sold a put there. So that's for the December monthlies. And then what else here? XLK was another one. Um, that's a technology ETF. So that one, I went call side because I think they've been cooking pretty. But yeah, they've been on a rip. Chart look, looks like the NASDAQ. So I'm like, ah, I'm going to sell a call spread. So taking my chances on that side and then what else do i have here oh tlt so i got in on tlt they've been, been treating me pretty good month to month so i sold a call spread on them let me take a look at their oh yeah because they were down around like 140 141 and then they've made a nice move up so that's why i went call side there kind of hoping you know they're just kind of cyclical um and they pull back a little bit and then what else xbi was another december um i think i put side yeah i went put side on this because i think we were talking in the last episode about how the sellers just could not get the thing below 120 so um, I'm taking my chances on the side there for uh, December monthlies as well. Nice. Yeah, I had a decent week except for, you know, my favorite stock. You know, yours is space. Mine apparently is SOS. <laughs> and uh, I didn't close anything. I still have the shares. Um, so they had a massive just rip to the bottom after they said they were going to dilute the shares they were going to have another offering and it just ate crap it kind of looks like it found a bottom at around 150 but uh i thought it was heading into the dollars for a minute um so that's I, nothing changed i'm still holding shares but stuff i got into and out of so i picked up shares of uh wit and then i screwed up on this one man i set my stop immediately i bought the shares uh put my stop in and where I put the stop in uh, was 10 cents higher than I thought I had put it in. I don't know why, how I did that, but they ended up selling just below where my stop was. And uh -huh. uh, yeah, sold off to two or sorry, uh, 980 or no, 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 990. And my stop was at 990. It hit that and uh, I think it dipped a little lower than that. But my where I wanted to have my stop at was uh, 880. And if I would have had my stop set where I wanted it, I would have been fine. Uh, but anyways, I ended up taking a small loss on that uh, because it went through my stop. Uh, I, too, played PayPal. I bought shares before 
earnings because you know we were looking at the chart and it's just i think it was like an 18% dump it's been having going into earnings and i was like dude even if they have like decent earnings it's it's got to start just kind of leveling out finding a bottom and they didn't so i ended up uh, averaging down and got more shares when they hit uh 201 which looks like it might have been the bottom and you know they're starting to move up so i'm long shares of paypal uh, what is this? Oh, that's my stop loss order. Uh, Lumen, I closed out my Lumen shares. They had a fat rip off of earnings. So I just set a pretty tight uh, trailing stop, hoping that it would have some crazy Wall Street bet move and, you know, my stop would trail up with it. But it didn't. Uh, fell off a little bit, so made a nice profit on that. I sold a call spread on ArcG. The strikes are 76 and a half and 76. And they were dying pretty hard on uh, all week and then had a slight rally on Friday. Uh, still ended up in the red, but uh, made a little bit of a move. I think am I up on that? I'm up 25% on that one already. Um, another one. Oh, this is the good one. I uh, went long a bunch <laughs> of shares of SQQQ because I was looking at the <laughs> charts and I'm like, dude, NASDAQ's pulling back. There's no way, you know, Tesla's eating it because, you know, they were up. I don't even know what percentage they were. Um, but, yeah, they. I went long a bunch of shares of SQQQ. I'm down 3% on that because uh, I just got into it on Thursday night, I believe. Uh, so I just had Friday, which was a 1% pump for NASDAQ, which is a negative 3% pump for SQQQ. Uh, another one that turned out, well, it's going well right now is JD. I got into that on Friday as well. I'm up 30 uh, 0.7% on it. It was a put spread. Uh, it sold the 79 and 80 puts and they just ripped like 2% on Friday. So, you know, just one day I'm already up uh, over 30%, which is looking great, but I am worried. I may, depending on what Monday looks like, because they're kind of at a, uh, looks like a, uh, resistance level. So, I think they might start trekking down. I might close out of this thing at my 30% profit because they do have earnings on, I think it's Thursday. And I didn't know that getting into it and they're at this resistance level. So if they can't pump through that, then, you know, I'm just going to close out with my profits. Um, and my last trade was, <laughs> was uh, Oxy. So this one pissed me off. So going into Friday, I knew it was going to be close. They had been dying off, uh, and I had a put spread on them. Had the boy, this wasn't my yeah yeah. I had the uh, short put was thirty two. So I'm looking at this thing on Friday, knowing you know pretty much all week it was going to be close. And then Friday they start dying, they start pumping, and they're just hanging around thirty two. And I look at the uh, the option chain, and I remember texting you afterwards, and I was like, dude, this thing's going to finish like right at thirty two. That's going to screw the most people. That's going to make the most options out of the money. So then. Like 15 minutes into uh, close, it, it just starts dying, and I'm just barely at my break even. It goes through it a little bit, and uh, I'm at a loss. And so it pumped a little bit, and I was up uh, 50% on it, and I was like, dude, screw it. I'm taking the profits off. I don't know where this thing's going to finish. So it uh, closes out at 50% profit, and what do you know? It finished out of the money. <laughs> The last like minute and a half, it just pumped right above 32. I think that, yeah, they finished at 3208. 
So, yep. you know. <laughs> That's typical, right? <laughs> yep. I think on mine, I had to drive somewhere. So I didn't do my normal thing where I really hold until like the last two minutes. And then I close everything out, you know, because usually you see like insane profit taking come in and like the last couple minutes of the market being open. And I missed out on that. And I probably would have made away with a break even or a little bit of a profit if I would have been able to really wait for those last few minutes and close everything out because of course everything died like the last two minutes of the market being open like you know etsy pulled back hard i think doordash pulled back pretty hard um to be expected and yeah it's just like i wish i would have had a chance to you know really ride that thing out to the end but it is what it is yeah that's what exactly what i was thinking when it started dumping like 15 minutes before close i was like oh crap here comes profit taking and so that's why i closed it and then just the last like two minutes just pumped right above 32 so but whatever 50 percent, i guess i'll take it yeah that's i yeah i definitely would expect that because they were yeah just looking at like the 15 minute chart i mean they bottomed out around like 3175 well early in the day they were at like 3143 and then they rallied nicely and then kind of died off and then yeah made a nice rip into close so i would have expected just like you're saying maybe for it to die like the last minute of the market being open so yeah it's kind of a scary time yep all right uh what was the topic you wanted to go over yeah i just wanted to talk about like taking emotion out of trades and just trying to be disciplined because I know, you know, anybody who's ever traded uh, in the markets has been, you know, victim to becoming emotional um, about your trading and, you know, getting into bad trades or making bad decisions. And like, you know, I just want to say, like, if you have something that's working for you you've got a good strategy you know it's something that's repeatable and you know you're able to consistently take in profits like you know don't um get emotional about some of your trades like um because it can bite you and one of the greatest examples of this is oh i don't even know this was years ago when i made my uh attempt at day trading which was a very short um stint that I had and I remember I made like in one day I made some massive gains in like five minutes and I was just like oh man this is cool you know I can just go out here and like you know make a ton of money in like five minutes day trading and you know I just closed out the trade and I was done for the day like I didn't do any other trading I was just like yep that's it and then the next day um I tried to do the same thing and I think the first trade of the day uh, it went south and it hit my stop loss and I was out of the trade. And then I was like, all right, I'm going to go find something else to trade. And you know, I went long and it died off. It hit my stop loss and bam, I lost some more money. But by the end of that, you know, next day after I'd made all this money the day before, ended up just trying to get into different trades and I ended up giving all that money back. And that was pretty much the end of, you know, my attempt at day trading. <laughs> it didn't last very long. And like, 
you know, that happens sometimes where like you, you know, get into something and it doesn't go your way and like you lose some money and then you just want to immediately try to get back into something else and be like, oh, I'm going to make my money back. And like, you know, that's not always, you know, well, usually it's, you know, not a good thing and you're definitely going to lose money. Um, and, you know, a lot of the times, you know, things like that happen. And like, if you're, you know, going, let's just say like you're going long something and the markets are at all time highs and thing, things have just been rallying like crazy. And like, let's just say you go long on something and then the markets start to sell off, you know, you might get stopped out of that trade. And then if you try to go back in and like go long something else, you know, you're not really looking at the charts or you're not really realizing you know, what, where the market is and what's going on. And like, maybe it's time for a nice pullback and a big sell-off. Then you might, you know, you might just come out and get like crushed on the next trade. If you go find some other ticker to play and you try to go long. So, um, yeah, I think it's just important to like, you know, try to take the emotion out of it. And if you've got a strategy that's working and something that's consistent, um, you know, just try to stick to it and, you know, try to be patient and like make sure, you know, before you get into a trade that it meets whatever criteria has been successful for you. Yeah, I think it kind of ties into our topic from uh, last weekend where we were talking about or was it last weekend we were talking about not chasing runners. Oh, yeah. maybe a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's the same thing as you know, everyone sees these things that are making these massive runs like fun or uh, DWAC or, you know, anything, um, GameStop, AMC, whatever. They see this thing making these crazy runs and they want to be a part of it. So this FOMO kicks in and they're like, oh, it's going to keep on going up. And, you know, they buy and sometimes it does. Most of the time it doesn't. And, you know, you just like go over on Weeble and Every comment you go into these penny stocks that have made these stupid runs, and eighty percent of the comments are, "Oh, this is it's still a great company. I'm still holding." You know, after it comes back, eighty, hundred percent. You know, whatever it gave everything back, and they're still over there trying to justify, you know, why they're long this company. They had no idea what the hell it was before it, you know, hit the top traded stocks or whatever. But now all of a sudden they're looking for news about how great it is, and you know, it's just. You got to keep the emotion out of trading, period. And there's been many times that, you know, I still do it. Sometimes I try not to, but sometimes, you know, something will hit me and like SOS. It's that's a 100% ego thing for me because I want the money that I lost from them. But the first times I traded them, made quite a bit of money and then kept on just chipping away and they took it all back plus some at this point. And I just, I'm pissed off and I'm, I'm small. I, my, position sizing is a lot smaller but i just want to win the trade on them and i and i'm not doing it with a lot of money so it's just you know whatever but you know there's a lot of people that are just pumping ed, every single penny that they have in their accounts into you know this penny stock that just started ripping and again you go over to stock twits or weeble comments and they'll show you their position and you know oh my god what was that stock i was just looking at yesterday some crappy penny stock that had a massive rip and this dude was holding like 110,000 shares or something like that. And I don't remember what it was trading at, but it was a lot of capital, but it's just, uh, you know, you just got to 
have a trade plan and work on it. And like you and I were talking about also, uh, if you're trying a new trade plan, you should do it in paper money. I don't think like pretend using paper money just for uh, pretending to trade really does anything because it kind of pulls the emotion out of it when you know it's not real money. Uh, but if you are working on a new strategy, go to paper money, you know, put in whatever trade it was, see if it's a, a good strategy before you start throwing capital at it uh, and end up losing. So I know I was when you were telling me you want to talk about this, I uh, first thing came to my mind was uh, Big Five, the trade I had on them last week or the week before. And I bought in at I think my shares were at 24 bucks. And had I held it, you know, I could have doubled my money almost at this point because they just keep on ripping after, you know, that massive short interest and then, then declaring a, a special one dollar dividend. Everyone started covering and it's ripping, but I made two trades on it. I set a stop loss or a trailing stop at some point when they were making their massive rip after earnings got stopped out. That's fine. I noticed, you know, they were about to hit another point after they had this uh, big dump. And I said, okay, if they make it above that, I'm going to go long again and it, I'll just set a, a stop again. So overall, I think I made, I think it was 12% on the trade and I'm fine with that. Like I can look at it now and be like, ah, oh, crap, I wish I would have held on. I could have doubled my money, but I'm fine with, you know, the 12% because I didn't lose money. Yeah, for sure. That's a good point too about the paper money. Like that's a great place to go in and, you know, test out new stuff without, you know, putting your money on the line. Um, I think that's a great point. And, um, yeah, there's always the scenarios too, like big five where, you know, you got out and then like it ripped higher or something. And like, you can definitely always go and look at that and be like, well, I could have, you know, held on until it went to this point. And like, um, you know, I've done that as well. And the hard thing about that is like, neither one of us can time a top or a bottom. So like, let's just say, you know, well, I don't even, you know, let me see what they're at. Uh, let me pull them up real quick. So they hit 47 at one point. They drew down. Looks like they closed regular hours around 44. But, um, you know, let's just say they completely tank and go bankrupt in a month or something. Let's just say 47 is the high and like that's it. Um, you know, nobody really knows that they were going to go up to 47.65. So, uh, you know, we can always look at that and be like, oh, man, I could have got a little more out of it. But like you're saying, you know, you did the disciplined thing. You saw a profit, you know, you saw a profit you liked, bam, you took it off the table. Because um, if you would have sat there and held on, you know, the butterfly effect probably would have tanked. <laughs> Your profits would have went away. So, you know, it's just like... uh yeah, if you're being disciplined and you're seeing the profit level that you want to get and then you get out, I mean, that's the way to go. Um, something that comes to mind for me is Fisker because Fisker was dying off pretty good. Let me pull them up really quick. Uh, I guess I should have uh, covered that in my weekly trades too because my shares got called away on them. But, um, they were dying off. Yeah, so this was in September. September, it looks like maybe September, but they were dying off pretty good. And yeah, they dipped into the 12s 
And I was like, man, that's pretty cheap. I know they dumped under 10 back in May. I don't know if they're going to go back down under 10 again. Like, I doubt it. So I think I got in, uh, oh, man, you know what? Let me actually see if I can pull that up really quick because uh, orders, let's see here. Let me see if they're on my last 30 days. I didn't think I was holding them that long, but you know what? Looking at the chart here. Yeah, it must have been actually. Let me see here. Go back to, I guess that was in September. Yes, yeah, so I'm trading around like 12 and yeah. So Jesus, September 17th, I bought them, I guess. But yeah, they were under 12, uh, under 13. And I was just like, man, they got, they're getting beat down. They've been getting beat down for like, a couple months and you know i just had that disciplined approach yeah they could have went to 10 yeah they could have went to nine or eight but this is good enough for me so it was a disciplined entry i was just like man they're just getting crushed i gotta take them at this price it may not be the bottom but i don't know the bottom either so i just made a good move i got in at 1290 and then my shares just got called away this past week i'd sold a 21 call on them and uh that's kind of what I was doing going into the week. Like my mindset going into the week was I wanted to get rid of these guys um, at 20 bucks. But you know what? This 21 is even paying a pretty good amount. So it was like a little more protection. So I just sold the 21. And like we were talking about it, I was you were like, man, they might finish like just below that. And like you might, you know, still have the shares and that call expires worthless. But in my mind, I was just like, man, I want to get rid of these things. If it does finish like just below that 21 call. Like I'm dumping the shares because if you look at their chart, I mean, they have been overbought on the daily uh, since the first. I've <laughs> been like overbought for two weeks. So like I'm ready for them to, you know, pull back and probably buy. So, you know, that's a good example for me recently of just like being disciplined and getting, a you know, a good entry and then seeing a profit I wanted and then just getting out. Yeah, exactly. I was right when before you started talking about it i was thinking yeah your example could be fisker because you know like we were talking about it you had a price target uh you didn't want the shares <laughs> anymore when i was like cool you might keep your premium and your shares you're like nope i don't want them hopefully it goes above 21 yeah so we'll see they'll probably go to 40 this week but you know that's that whole thing about you know neither one of us well nobody does nobody has the crystal ball you know so um yeah, if you could just make these disciplined trades and like, uh, you know, make these good entries and try to keep emotion out of it, that's when you're going to be most successful. Because, um, yeah, if I just hang on to Fisker, I mean, look at their chart over the last year. If I just hang on, you know, last time they went up to 20, that's when they died off again down to like 12. So, you know, if I just hang on, they're probably going to start dying off soon. And who knows where they're going to go. They might go back to 12. They might go to 13 or 14. And then all of a sudden, all that profit disappears and, you know, you just, you know, hold in the bag or, yeah, not holding the bag, but you're just holding too long and, like, you don't have a plan and then, like, a bunch of your profit disappears. And, uh, yeah, I just think, you know, trying to be disciplined and just sticking to your rules, you know, whatever rules you have for trading, whatever strategy works good for you, you know, just try to, uh, you know, not get greedy and just make disciplined trades yeah that's uh perfect 
for me, I was going through this stage the past, I don't know, three or four weeks, uh, just getting greedy. And like, I'm okay picking direction of a trade, but I was getting greedy where I was like, okay, I know where this thing's going. And I'd be selling uh, spreads like very close to or at the money to collect more premium, hoping that, you know, even if it moves slightly away from the price or my uh, calls or puts, then, you know, theta is going to start working in my favor. You know, I was buying options thinking, okay, you know, I know the direction of this thing. So, you know, buying an option would uh, be better for me. So I'm not capping my profits. And I ended up just, I, I don't know, I might be like 50% through that time, if that. And, you know, if you're doing options, 50% ain't going to freaking cut it. So I ended up, I'm, me and you were talking about it. And I was like, dude, I don't, I was like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing wrong. And then I went back to, it might've been like when we first started this channel or the YouTube channel and, you know, we were posting our, uh, updates every week, sometimes midweek, like what we got into and stuff. And it, it, I was on, it's like almost two month spread where I was, I wasn't losing any trades. I wasn't putting a ton on. So I was winning maybe like three or four trades a week, but I was winning consistently and i was like what the hell am i doing different and it was me being greedy changing my strategy instead of you know i'm still doing directional trades but i'm i'm going further out of the money and going for that more high probability trade instead of you know trying to get this like 50 50 risk to reward and needing the price to move in the direction i need it to as opposed to you know where i'm doing what i'm doing now again where I'm going high probability, it can move against me a little bit, uh, just not too much. But, you know, if I'm wrong on the direction, then I, I'm there's a good chance I'm still going to walk away with a profit. Yeah, man, I'm still, uh, you know, struggle with it. It's not too often. Like, I want to say over the past year or so, I've been pretty good at being disciplined and, you know, sticking to what I know works for me, but I, you know, I do have those random trades that I still get into. And that's like, for me, that's what I need to weed out. Like, I just really need to keep working away from those freaking trades. <laughs> like just, you know, that's my goal anyways, like over the next year, we're almost, you know, to the end of this year. And, you know, I've been doing great, but, you know, I also have lost a lot of money on those stupid, you know, trades that, are just not what works for me. And like, they're just not disciplined trades. And I think for me, that's what I need to work on just like to really get rid of those and, you know, just try to get as close as I can to a hundred percent of my trades, you know, being disciplined and, you know, not putting any emotion into it. Yeah. It's, it seems like everyone wants to hit the home run every time. Everyone wants to retire early and it's just for the most part, it's not going to freaking work. Like if you traded after the Corona crash, then you think things are way too easy. Like that rally after the COVID crash, you just bought anything and ta-da, you made money. And it's like, it's, it's, that's not the markets, man. It's very cyclical. And if you're a long-term investor, cool. Buy, you know, Apple, uh, Tesla, whatever, and just hold on and, you know, pull a Warren Buffett, buy a crap load of Coke and be done with it because it's always just going to go up and they're going to pay you a dividend. But like if you're trying to trade now, 
things are getting a little bit choppy and you got to be a little more disciplined instead of, you know, trying to hit the home run every single time. Yeah, that's a good point about the, you know, the recent crash is like, yeah, you just bought at those, you know, really low prices and you're just like, oh man, the market's easy, right? Well, yeah, when you buy, when the markets have drawn down 30%, everything does seem easy. And I think even Portnoy mentioned that. I want to say I saw some articles on him or something say, oh, this is, you know, a piece of cake. I'm just, I made X amount of dollars on buying airline stocks. And it's like, well, that they're not always going to go up. Like, <laughs> I mean, I know it seems easy, but I'm looking at American Airlines right now and they hit 26 a couple times. And, you know, what happened after that they drew down all the way to like $18. So if you think you're just going to go out and buy American Airlines at any point, at those two tops, yeah, you just lost a lot of money, you know, unless you're just bag holding. Yep. Oh, that reminds me that uh, rich dad, poor dad, dude. Oh, yeah, the guy that the... said everybody need to load up on gold. Yeah, I said that the market was going to have the biggest crash in history in October, which obviously didn't happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you have a lot of good points, like he's saying, you know, inflation and you know all this stuff. But predicting the timing was what screwed him. But he was saying something that he thought was profound. And I, it took me two seconds to Google it and disprove it. He was saying that, uh, like, airlines, I don't even have to go anywhere anymore. Airlines are going to go out of business. You know, I can do 15 Zoom meetings and get paid even more money. And I don't got to fly all over the place. So I looked it up and... I think it's like 85 to 90% of all airline travel is uh, recreational. So it's not guys like him. You know, yeah, you work from, you can do your Zoom stuff, but most of the people are traveling, you know, for leisure. So I, it doesn't make sense, bro. Like you think he's this big time guru and so smart with money, he could use Google and, you know, figure out that that point was moot. Yeah, that's funny because people aren't going to stop traveling for sure like you're saying if it's you know mainly recreational like yeah that's gonna still be there and people are gonna still want to do that people are not just going to want to be restricted to like their car you know nobody's gonna really want to jump in their car and drive from california to new york to see the statue of liberty they're gonna want to get on a plane and get there in five hours so <laughs> yeah, so much for that October market crash. I think that just goes to show, too, that you just got, I mean, nobody really knows anything to be, I mean, not that they don't know anything, but nobody really knows where the markets are going. Like, yeah, you can, you know, make assumptions or, you know, do your technical analysis and like all this stuff. But then like these things happen out of nowhere that just totally blow everything up. Like we were on this like crazy bull run since like what the 08, 09 crash for the most part, there's some choppy, you know, uh, times coming in. I don't know if it was like 2018 or something like that, but I know we had a little bit of a drawdown and then things kind of rallied back up. Like it just goes to show all these people out there that are making these price predictions on these different stocks and the markets and all these things, like nobody has the crystal ball. Like nobody knows what the hell is going to happen. And like best you can do is, you know, like we're talking about in this episode is try to be disciplined in your trades and like, you know, try not to blow yourself up and you know try to survive it no matter if we're in a bull run or, 
you know, we're in some kind of consolidation phase or, you know, we're in the middle of a fat market sell off. Yeah. You know what? It kind of slightly terrified me after I heard him say that about the airlines and then Googled it was thinking about how many people this guy has their ear. And I mean, he was on every freaking show, uh, CNBC, uh, Bloomberg, everything just running through this. And he got on it by, you know, doing the fear porn. Oh, my God, it's October. We're all going to die in October. So (laughs) every talk show had him on and he says stuff like that. And how many people didn't Google it? And they're like, oh, my God, this is a multimillionaire. He's a trading guru. He's, you know, money manager, all this crap. How many people just were like, oh, my God, that's true. Like airlines are going to go bankrupt because, you know, this guy can go to Zoom meetings and crap. It's like, oh, my God, dude. <laughs> like, two, just Google two seconds. Well, uh, yeah, I'm looking in October and, yeah, American Airlines started to have a nice drawdown. Like maybe it was him. Like on all the networks saying sell, tell your airline stocks like market's going to go to zero. And like, yeah, American was trading like around 22. Then they drew down all the way to like 19. So, yeah, maybe I had something to do with it. Yeah, and I bet you that scumbag's picking up cheap shares right now. It's manipulation, man. <laughs> it always is. <laughs> all right, man. Uh, did, did you have any tickers you were looking at? Yeah, I'm getting really close here because December monthlies, uh, that's December 17th. I'm really close to transitioning out in December. I'm probably going to get like two trades on or something maybe this week towards December. And then I'm going to start transitioning into January uh, monthlies. So let me see here. I was looking at, I know I'm in the X's on my recent tickers. So I had... uh, XLK, I guess, was the last one that on last week for December. So um, looks like XLV, probably going to get a trade on there. And that, I want to say, is that the healthcare? Yeah, this freaking healthcare ETF that was on that tear. And then they finally pulled back and then they started to rip again. So the way they're looking right now, they are near the high of 137 so i'm probably going to sell a call spread there and then xme that's another one i'll be looking at um they kind of been consolidating but they are also right at the high um so i'll probably sell a call spread there and then i'll be rolling back to uh or going into january on arcg uh that's one i'll probably look at and you were talking about them paying off, right? Um, man, that 71 level looks pretty key. So I'm wondering with the big move down recently from 79 to, you know, 72 or so, I'll probably sell the put spread on them and hope they kind of bounce. And then um, ARKK next up on my list. And been chopping around kind of within a range too um their most recent move was downward yeah i don't know i might play sell some puts there and then um i'll probably look at dia as well uh, if they need a january position there and <laughs> they're pretty much at the all-time high so i'll probably sell call spread on dia nice yeah i, I 
think the markets are due for a pullback, but I say that all the time when they're overextended and no one cares what I think, so they just rally another 10%. Uh, yeah, pretty much every time we're looking at that and thinking that, they rip higher, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, one, I'm looking at bearishly. Actually, these guys got to have earnings coming up soon. Uh, CarMax, which is ticker symbol KMX. They've been on a fat rally. They're starting to sell off right now. I don't think they're done selling off. I think for sure they're going to come down and test that like 145 level at the you know lowest they or the best case scenario for them. Um, and hold on one second. Had another one I was looking at bullishly, which is a WB. And they kind of they gapped up from earnings, gave it all back, filled the gap, and now I think they're going to start rallying up. So hopefully that's true. Yeah, it looks like that Friday candle. Uh, sellers tried to crush it below the 21, and the buyers ate that up. So there's a pretty good wick sticking out there, Friday's candle. Yeah. Uh, those are the like tickers I was looking at this week. Sweet. All right. Did you have anything else you were wanted to go over? Um, nope. That was it. All right. All right. I'll see you next time, man. Cool, oh, man. Catch you later. Thanks for taking the time to listen to this episode of the WS Trades podcast. If you are not subscribed to this podcast, please subscribe. Also head over to YouTube and search for WS Trades. You'll find us there as well. We've got trading updates as we make our trades over there and also educational videos. You can learn about different strategies within the stock market and options trading. And also please head over to wstrades.com. Thanks again.